Hey, welcome back to the episode of the Good Advice Podcast. I appreciate you joining me today. We have a fun episode today. It's one that I like to do every now and then. It is, in fact, a sales fail episode. This is a trend or rather a series that I started, uh, shoot, maybe a year ago. Because like many of you, I was getting inundated with just really obnoxious DMs, messages, cold calls, these things that, you know, after a while, it starts to get under your skin a little bit. You start to eventually kind of start to be like, what the heck is going on here? Like, did people all get together and agree on the absolute worst ways to earn my business? Uh, you know what this is like. You've gotten that cold PhD, P, uh, cold DM pitch before in your inbox. You know, it's the essay of everything they do and how they can help you, yada, yada. Well, we're going to be talking about a very special email that I got today that... I think takes the cake for bad business strategies. Stay tuned before we jump into it. Speaking of great sales, uh, one of the amazing businesses that sponsor the podcast, I want to tell you about a local company that I think you're going to enjoy hearing about, someone who's doing it very well, and we're going to talk about the opposite of that, doing it not so well when we come back from our ad break. See you soon. You know that feeling at 10 o'clock at night when you finished a long day of work and you're trying to figure out all the financials of your business? Well, the good news is you don't have to be an expert in this space. You got to just know who is the expert to call. That person is Steve Lay with Equity Business Solutions, and he does business bookkeeping services better than anyone else I know. By not only helping you manage your books, he can also be the expert to help you understand your books. On top of that, he also handles payroll for businesses and really takes the worry and stress of managing all of these things so that you can focus on running your business well. So what are you waiting for? Stop wasting time trying to understand all these elements of your business. Call Steve Lay at Equity Business Solutions and he'll show you the value beyond the numbers. Go to EquityBusinessSolutionsLLC.com to find out more. So if you followed me long term, you know, every now and then I like to throw up like different stories, different messages that I've gotten and something that if you've, you've probably heard me say this every now and then that intentionality is key to your business. Intentionality is what will differentiate you from your competitors, your competitors who forget to follow up with their customers. Uh, in fact, very quick segue. I had a customer that to this day, I've had a certain customer for um, probably five years now. I think actually it's my longest customer. Well, whenever I left my previous business, uh, they were a customer of that business. And in fact, when I moved on to start good advice, they were like, Blake, we're with you. We want to stick with you. And my previous company said, Hey Blake, I think it'd be the right thing if you just tried to direct them back to us since they were our customer originally. Now there's a lot I could say about that whole story. I'm not going to get into that. It's not important, but I basically said, yeah, you know, I wanted to do things the right way. And so, um, me as a young budding entrepreneur, I just went back to that customer and I said, Hey, go back to this other company that first had you. Now, mind you, they're adults, they're running their own business and they can accurately choose where they want to do business. So I didn't have to do this. It wasn't necessary to do this, but again, I was just trying to do the right thing. So 
this company goes back or this business goes back to this other company. And then they call me maybe a month later, maybe six weeks later. And they say, Blake, I appreciate you. This was the CEO. The CEO said, Blake, I appreciate you trying to do things the right way. I appreciate you trying to stay, you know, in good faith with this business that you just came from, but we want to work with you, Blake. It's just not the same. They don't pick up the phone. They don't call us back. We just want to stay with you. Okay. And I said, okay, let's do this. And to this day, they are, like I said, they're my longest running customer five years now. So all this to say intentionality, I mean, just picking up the phone, calling people back, being available. These are things that much of your competition is not doing. And yet these are key steps to creating memorable uh, experiences that people will, will, will remember you for. So the opposite of that is what we found in my inbox. Like I said, these are the things that end up in your inbox. Now, I've noticed that many people are incredibly lazy in the sales world. They're incredibly, um, you know, what's the path of least resistance? I, in fact, what I can typically find is usually I'll get a, I'll get a DM, I'll get like a connection request in LinkedIn and I'll accept it because I, I want, you know, I want, if I accept a connection request, that's one more person who's going to see my content. So I typically accept them and, um, but I don't always respond. So like someone sends a connection request, Hey Blake, uh, and here's what it, it, it typically says, Hey Blake, love what you're doing. You know, something very ambiguous, but implying intentionality. Now it's not actual intentionality. This is in many cases, I think it's like bot traffic or it's just like a copy paste message. So you get this message, Blake, I love what you're doing, but they don't say what you're doing, but they love that you're doing it. So I get this message. I don't always respond to it. And sure enough, nine times out of 10, I get a follow-up message that says, Hey, let me tell you about all this amazing stuff that's happening. You know, we are helping people just like you, yada, 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 um, all these other things. Or I had this one guy who messaged me and said, um, Hey Blake, I'd love to interview you for my podcast, which uh, sometimes I get inquiries like that. However, it's not like, like when I bring someone on my podcast, it's a genuine invitation. It's like, Hey, I think there would be value to you sharing your insight with my listeners. Well, that's not always the case with podcast guesting. So in this case, I got this message. Hey, would you want to come on my podcast? I didn't respond right away. And maybe the next day or a couple of days later, I got, Hey, just following up. I would love to onboard you with this app that yada, yada, essentially it's a sales message. And again, we get messages like this all the time. Um, I got this person who messaged me who said, Hey, I'm really excited to connect with you. And again, I didn't respond. And then they followed up with Blake. It's great to meet you. Oh my gosh. I'm not even going to read all this, but this is literally an essay. It's, are you at a place in your business where you, you would take more sales call? Blah, 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 blah. Um, we can help you at zero cost to you. You read that, right? If you're, yeah, oh my gosh, this is just, there's no downside to using our services uh, and there's never any fees, which by the way, I, I think I need to have a separate conversation about this. There is something really weird happening from like a sales closing advertising standpoint 
I don't know if this is the same for you all, but I'm getting like covered up with ads and sponsored videos of, Hey, we're going to add 50 appointments to your calendar or you don't pay like this whole, like either we deliver or you don't pay. So uh, again, it's interesting how this is like becoming kind of a something happening, but anyway, going back to this message, I'd love to have a conversation. We helped a, a customer go from $80,000 a month to $600,000 a month. It's interesting that everyone is doing these amazing things, but they never mention the company. They never say who the company is. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, this message is like forever long. I mean, and that's my other annoyance with like these bad habits is the essay. Like it's, if you've been following my social media, you probably saw me post the Brian Regan, um, the Brian, I'm just clicking through my computer, trying to find it. The Brian Regan video of him saying, uh, the Mimi person who says, you know, me, 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 like that is these messages. It's someone saying me, me, me. And they send an entire essay on all the things that they're doing. There's never a question about what's happening with you. There's never a question about the state of your business. There's never anything that implies individuality, such as I listened to your latest podcast episode. I really liked when you posted this. I saw you say this. Very simple things, by the way, that only take you seconds to do. Um, you can easily pull up my Spotify, find the latest podcast episode, and then write me a message that talks about um, that basically that podcast episode. It only takes seconds. So many people aren't doing the bare minimum of things that are very simple, but then today I want to talk about Jane or Jane. Uh, by the way, this is my disclaimer. My kids are yelling. I say this every episode. <laughs> it just always happens. And people always tell me in person, like I never hear it, but it's always my disclaimer. If you're hearing children yelling, it's my children, not some random child yelling. Anyway, what I want to talk about. There's those bad messages, and then there is poor Jane. Poor Jane, 17 emails deep <laughs> with this message with Jane. So, like I mentioned, I typically ignore this stuff. Um, you, you have the bad messages, the sales fails that come in, and then you have the really bad ones where it's clear that not only do they have they done like the least effort possible like even beyond that they don't know anything about you like and what they think they know about you is totally wrong so i had someone who emailed me one time who said uh blake we we help businesses like good gear hockey yada yada and i thought good gear hockey what we're not good gear hockey how did you get that name and I even like tried to look up this, I couldn't find a good gear hockey. So I was like, how did you, how did you scuff this up so badly? Like, and also my email address is Blake at good coaching.com. So like you had to write an email address to me that anyway, it doesn't matter. So I had that one. I had someone else who emailed me who said, um, Blake, we love helping women, women, entrepreneurs, yada, yada. Um, you'd be perfect. You know, come join us. And I was like, I am a man. So <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm a good fit for this. So I get emails like that all the time. I got one that was like, um, we help black owned businesses. And I was like, I am white. So 
it's this trend of just just getting it even doing it even worse. Anyway, that brings us to today's story, Jane, the story of Jane, the ultimate sales fail. So I got this email on August 31st at 7 a.m. And it said, hey, I'm Jane from Here's My Business. We help law firms like Good Advice increase their net profit by 10%. And I wanted to see if we could help Good Advice. We provide virtual staff who complete tasks such as drafting offers, doing demand letters, organizing client information for your case files, and managing litigation schedules for a fraction of the cost of what you pay elsewhere. Do you have a minute for a quick call? Anyway, so I get this email. I ignore it, naturally, um, just because... You know, it's, it's like, I'm obviously not a law firm, which by the way, if you're listening, you didn't know that I I am in fact, not a law firm. I ignored it. I got a follow-up email five days later that just read worth a chat. And I guess the implication being like, Hey, bumping this to your inbox. So didn't respond again. Um, four days later, it's on Friday, September 8th. I get a third email from Jane and says, Hey, Blake. We've recently helped law firms like Good Advice save over 40 hours a week. Our staff do tasks such as uh, record keeping and data entry, preparing offer letters and demand letters, calling clients to gather additional information for um, cases, managing litigation calendars. I mean, this is all literally law firm type of work. And then Jane says, if I could save your law firm 40, 40 hours per week, would it be helpful? Didn't respond. And at this point... I mean, let's be honest, if you're not familiar with like the email marketing world, um, a lot of this is automated to the point of like when someone opens an email from you, it flags the system for the system to then send a follow-up email. So I think in some ways, this is probably a self-fulfilling prophecy in that I'm opening the email. And so their system is like, yeah, let's get after this law firm. Anyway, so I don't respond. 10 days later, I get a, this is what, fourth email, fourth email. That says, all it reads is, worth a chat, Blake? So I'm thinking like, what is going on here? Anyway, three days after that, I get a fifth email. It says, hey, Blake, we're working with law firms like Good Advice, and we're increasing their net profit by 10%. In fact, is this the same email? Let me see here. Is this copy-paste? We've helped law firms like Good Advice. No, it's not copy-paste, but they, they say pretty much the same thing. It's, it's, we can manage your litigation schedules. We can draft offer and demand letters, you know, all this kind of stuff re- related to your law firm. Um, I want to show you how we do it. Do you have 10 minutes? And at this point, I'm thinking like, this is nuts. This person has sent me five emails over the course of 20 days telling me about how amazing my law firm is and how she can help me. So what did I do? Did I take the high road and ignore it and move on? No, I took a picture of this and I put it on social media and said, Hey, funny little detail here. I am getting a bunch of emails from this person, Jane offering to help my law firm. Isn't that so funny? Yada, yada, you get it. Well, so then people started getting, started getting into this conversation with me on social media and begin to comment and begin to say like, Hey, wow, um, this is pretty wild. Um, one person just did like, you know, uh, an emoji of like glaring eyes. One person wrote C Jane, C Jane fail. (laughs) 
and pretty much yes that's exactly it um and then someone said the worth the chat line is so irrationally grating to me um so but then my friend steven smith he's a an old childhood friend he commented and said hey basically say this hi jane how did you find out about my company and then basically said send it we want to see how much worse it can get that will probably be the moment she actually looks up your company and i want to know what happens from there so i am a man of the people steven asked that i send this response and like a true childhood friend i thought why not and i'm always by the way i'm always so hesitant about this kind of stuff because for because here's the deal i never want to embarrass someone i never want to embarrass someone i never want to get someone like in trouble like you have to understand too that more often than not when there's a really bad salesperson like you have a bad experience with a salesperson most of the time they have a very bad boss who is encouraging those bad habits. So a boss, for example, who is like reaming their employees for not making enough phone calls in a day. Well, that salesperson is going to focus on making as many phone calls as possible. And they don't always have the capacity to have like an honest, genuine conversation. In fact, I had a friend of mine who worked for a business who she was talking to a customer on the phone. The conversation got away from them. I mean, she's just building rapport, building this relationship with this customer. And ends up talking to the customer for about half an hour, hangs up the phone and her boss comes in and basically chews her out for being on the phone so long, basically being like you spent way too much time with that customer and now you've lost the opportunity to make three or four more phone calls because you spent too much time with that customer, which she was like, but I mean, I was building relationships. I was doing like what I thought I was supposed to be doing. And the boss was basically like, no, your job is to make phone calls. So make phone calls, stop keeping the calls going or stop making the conversation go any longer, make the call, move on, etc." So a lot of salespeople, they aren't great at sales because they have very bad bosses who are encouraging these very bad behaviors. So all that to say, I didn't want to get this person in trouble. So I, I made sure to like blur out her email handle and the name of her business um, and, and also by the way, some of these people like legitimately are making like commission only like minimum wage. I mean, seriously, for like some of these larger big businesses, I mean, they will take anybody to make a phone call. So anyway, I wanted to do, I, I wanted to make sure I didn't get this person in trouble, but I was really intrigued by Steven's question or re request to email back and say, Hey Jane, how'd you find out about my company? So like I said, I'm a man of the people. So I responded and here's what I wrote. I said, Hey Jane, thanks for reaching out. How did you hear about my company? I would love to know how your offering can pair specifically with my offerings. Now, if I was this person, I would think, Oh boy, I got a response. Let me look up their business. Let me see which of their offerings they have. And that way I can say, Hey, that offering in particular, um, we can help you with. So I expected to one of two things. I expected Jane to either just realize this and never respond, like kind of like the walk of shame, or I expected her to basically be like, Hey, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize, you know, what have you. I didn't realize you weren't a law firm. Um, we made a mistake. I apologize. Um, which to this day, nothing like that has ever happened in these situations, but I thought maybe it might happen. So I get my, I guess this is my sixth response from her now. She responds and says, uh, I'm actually about an hour later. And she says, Hey, Blake, thanks for getting back to me. 
we have a team that does their searches through Google and they told me about your company and said that you could be a great fit. I'm thinking, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I would love to show you how you can benefit from what we're doing. Our availability starts next week, blah, blah, blah. Let me know what time works for you. I'm excited to hear from you, Jane. So I'm thinking this person clearly did not look at my business and the conversation is continuing, I guess. Well, I didn't respond. I just didn't have time. She, she emailed me back seventh email the next day in the morning. And she says, Hey Blake, I hope you're doing great. I'm just following up on my previous email. Let me know what time works for you. I'm looking forward to hearing back from you. So I responded to her (laughs) and I said, thank you, Jane. Can you let me know which of my services would be best that you would be best able to help me with when it comes to your work in assisting law firms? So I'm really trying to like spur on this moment of self-awareness. I'm like, Hey, tell me which service specifically that you're going to help me with. So she yells me back again an hour later. Hey, Blake, thanks for your reply. I'd love to jump on a quick exploratory call so that I can understand your business and how we can work together. Does this time work for you? Let me know. I'm looking forward to chatting with you. So at this point, I feel like I'm just kind of like dancing with this person. I'm like, give me a break. Like, come on. So I respond to her and I say, thanks for getting back to me, Jane. Unfortunately, that time slot doesn't work for me. And I'm basically thinking like, I don't want to waste this person's time. And get, I mean, I do want to waste this person's time because I'm clearly doing that right now. But I just, I didn't want to get on a phone call with them and waste even more time. But so I said, that time doesn't work for me, but I am interested in how you could help me. And I said, we're working with lots of new customers and focusing on how to make each of them feel valued. This takes a lot of work on the front end, like making sure we do our homework to know who they are and what they stand for. This can be a very time-consuming process, but it pays off long-term. Is your team able to help with this? Let me know. And especially which of my services you think you're best qualified in assisting. <laughs> so she emails me back. Blake, I would, be, I would be glad to check on the options that can help your company. She totally misses this moment of self-awareness. Can you tell me what time you're available? I'll work around it. Emails me again. Blake, are you still interested? Let me know what time works for you. I would appreciate any response. So I respond to her. So sorry, Jane. I've been so busy. As I'm sure you have as well. Can you remind me? I'm, I'm, I'm just like really like going for broke here on this. So I said, can you remind me what services that you can help me with? And I wonder if at this point she ultimately like finally looked me up because I was thinking, okay, her response got pretty interesting. She responds again and says, yes, Blake, we have access to over 500 employees who are experts in their fields. We can help you with a variety of tasks, including customer service, bookkeeping, graphic design, marketing, and so much more. The team is fully managed by us, ensuring that your business has reliable support. Here's our website for more information. I'd love to get on a quick call and share all the details. Let me know what time works for you. I'm sending the meeting invite. Um, so this is where I, I, I suspect maybe she looked me up because no more no, at no point now does she mention law firms. 
Now she's saying we can help with customer service, bookkeeping, graphic design, marketing, and more, which by the way, why would I hire the same business to do my marketing as my bookkeeping? Doesn't really make sense. They're they're clearly trying to be a one-stop shop for everything. So I respond and I, I don't know if you guys are still tracking with me here. This is like definitely the saga of Jane. So I respond and I say, Jane, I'm confused. Your recent email said you do bookkeeping, graphic design, marketing, and more. However, your initial email said that you help law firms with drafting offer and demand letters, organizing client information for case files, and managing litigation schedules. These things seem completely different. Appreciate your help. So then she responded to that. I guess this is like her ninth email now and says, yes, we... (laughs) We do do these things that we said we do, but also help law firms. Um, She basically says we cover a wide range of services, including law firms. I'd love to hop on a call so I can understand your business needs better and how we can work together. When's a good time for you? Please let me know and I'll work around it. So I think at this point, I'm probably just going to respond and say, Hey, I, it's not a good fit. Thank you. I mean, I think we've kind of, we've kind of reached our wits end with this whole thing, but I love how the conversation changed from like, we're really good about law firms to, Hey, we're just really good at marketing and logos and all the things you could need. And think about this, this person like understands something from a sales point of view in order to sell someone, like, let's just, let's just talk about like a completely made up statistic here. In order to sell someone, you're going to need multiple touch points. Let's just call it seven touch points to build enough trust with someone that they will buy from you. And here's this person in an email chain with me. She had nine emails to me, a series of back and forth emails, nine touch points, and not one time, not one time in the nine emails did she ever say anything about good advice? Did she ever talk about my podcast? Did she ever talk about any of my services? Did she mention anything that she saw from my social media, from my website, what have you? She didn't ask a single question. So how can you know you're a great fit for me if you don't even know anything about me? There's, she didn't really do anything other than repeating the same line of, I'm sure we can help you. I'm confident we can help you. And I'm thinking, how how could you be so confident when you haven't asked me anything? You know? So this person had nine touch points and never once took the opportunity to show show some intentionality. That is why the saga of Jane is the ultimate sales fail. It's the ultimate sales fail. Now, I talked about this in a previous episode that you don't have to be amazing at sales. You don't. Trust me, I I do not consider myself great at sales. I genuinely do not. Uh, so by the way, if you <laughs> if you listen to the podcast for the ultimate sales advice, um, you know, I don't know if I'm the best source for you. <laughs> what I will say though, you don't have to be freaking phenomenal, but this is your competition. You just got to be better than them. You just have to be better than what is the norm. And the norm is the intentionless, lack of detail, essay-driven, me, 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 sales pitch. Here's all the things we can do for you. That is the norm. So if you can show a smidge of intentionality, if you can show a smidge of focus with the people that you are potentially working with, 
you will make it from a sales perspective. You will do it. You'll, you'll make it seriously because this is what people are used to. And the value of your business, sometimes it's, it's not about how much more high quality your, your offer is. Sometimes it just has to be different enough to stand out in someone's mind and not doing these things and actually, you know, having a conversation with someone many times that's different enough. So anyway, I'm sure I'll have more stories like these. Uh, if you're, if you're a first time listener on the podcast, make sure you're subscribed and following the podcast. So you can keep getting these amazing sales fails. Hey, we're also coming up on five years of good advice. Uh, kind of crazy. Actually, October 1st is five years of good advice. The good advice podcast, um, kind of blows my mind, honestly. So make sure you're following the podcast. I'm going to make sure that I'm going to be posting, um, probably like our top 10 most downloaded episodes in the five years of the podcast. So we're going to have some, some oldies, but goodies in there. And then beyond that, if you're enjoying the podcast, we do have the Patreon. So you can sub to the Patreon for five bucks. Um, we have, uh, you can advertise your business on the podcast. So you can email me Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com. And then lastly, if you're a longtime listener and you enjoy the podcast, Hey, I'd appreciate a Google review. Just look up my business. Good advice here in Northwest Arkansas, good advice, LLC, and leave me a review, mention the podcast and all the good things you're getting from it. So all that to say, Hey, I appreciate you bearing with me through this saga, the story. Don't be like Jane and you will do much better in your business. So I appreciate you. I hope you're doing well today and I'll catch you later. See ya.